You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church. Thank you, worship team. I love how, I love how we always make that space for, for us to welcome God. And for those of you who are not aware, we are now starting to have a meditation slash soaking service at 4.30 to 5 every day. Um, Not every day, sorry. (laughs) Every Sunday. Every Sunday, um, right before our service here, it's going to be upstairs in the kids' room. And uh, today was the first time, and DJ's um, in charge of putting it together every Sunday. So thank you, DJ. Um, But it, it was... I, I read somewhere there was an article that it takes about 18 minutes for our brains to kind of, kind of shut down and, and let go of all those thoughts that we've been carrying. And so it was really important for me specifically to sit up there and just kind of let go of some of those brain functions that don't need to be there at this time. So, but I want to talk to you about the um, God's furious love for us. And what does that mean? So I spent this past week in a retreat and went to the beach. And it was great because I had not been in a couple of years. So, so this was great. It was a treat. Off season means no one was there. So it was amazing. Um, but this was a picture that I took. Because normally when I spend time with God in a retreat and I'm looking at the ocean, I'm always looking at that horizontal line, you know, in the back. And God's always reminding me that His love is vast, like the ocean. His, his love is limitless. And, but I, as I was sitting there, I took this picture because I was sitting by the rocks and there, these waves are just crashing into the rocks. And so I heard God say that my love is also furious. And I took a picture of it, and I was like, okay, what does that mean? You know, his love is furious. And he kind of talked to me a little bit about it, so I wanted to share that with you today. Um, so as I was watching in awe of this, you know, um, and his furious love towards mankind. I, talked, I thought about this and I was pondering and then God said, you know, um, this, is, this is what my son went through and this is why my love is so furious towards, my, towards mankind, towards my people. Um, so I'm thankful to Rachel that she gave me an opportunity to speak on this today and I do apologize, I had a time wearing this mask and it's, uh, my allergies are pretty bad and I'm asthmatic, so I carry my little um, rescue inhaler in case I get really bad, but just letting you guys know. Um, but, um, so last week was Easter and today is the Orthodox Easter. And so I think it's just such a great opportunity for me to speak on this um, because of what we just celebrated last week. So, um, and we can probably summarize, you know, God's love in John 3.16. 
And, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have ever eternal life or everlasting life, depending on um, which version you read. But that summarizes it. And so for me, it's like, well, okay, well, what does that mean? Um, because it's very cryptic sometimes to read that and not quite understand what does that really mean. So, so in order to go through this whole exercise, I just want to take us back to, for a moment into the Old Covenant. So the Old Covenant, as you well know, in the 39 books of the Old Covenant, um, the Old Bible, I mean, um, we have several things that pop out. For example, God is, du during the Old Testament, we see that, the, that God is distant. He's out there. He comes to us to have a relationship, but we have to be sin-free. And so he's like, okay, we have to have all these rules. You just have to read Leviticus to know how many rules there are. So it's, it's such a focus on sin. Such a focus on not sinning. We are going to focus on obedience, and if the people don't obey, then they're going to be punished, and or there are going to be consequences. And we see it throughout the Old Testament, over and over and over again. Um, but the Old Covenant shows also that the people need to be controlled by externals. So we have these external rules. People need to be controlled by these external rules. And then if they don't, then they're rebelling. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there's punishment. So this paradigm, we live even in that paradigm now that God the Father is a punisher. And we're the children and we're the sinners. And so um, that's, that's what we we do now as parents sometimes we want our children to obey we focus on that we're like okay you need to be good you need to obey you need to follow these rules um and if you not if you don't there will be consequences so we parent that way kind of the old testament way um but this picture of the old testament paradigm is just absolutely horrible and in my point of view it seems like God is a total jerk <laughs> because, you know, I mean, seriously, obedience constantly, that's what we ask our children to do, yet we're like, God's a jerk. Um, but at the same time, the old, the old Testament, the Old Covenant also shows us how much it costs to get rid of that sin all the work that we have to go through in order to get, of the sin, get rid of that sin. And so, but it also teaches you the value of the cross. And it ushers us from the Old Testament into the New Testament. And so, under the New Covenant in the New Testament, Jeremiah already foretold this. For this is the covenant that I will make, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. Means we no longer have to have externals to follow God. He's in us. And the
the law is going to be in our hearts. That doesn't mean that we're going to just memorize a bunch of scripture and we're just going to bring it up, you know, whenever. Um, it means that we're going to have the Holy Spirit living in us and He is the one that's going to convict us and move forward in our lives through that. Um, Timothy also said, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. What does that mean? It means that instead of the externals, we now have that kingdom in us, and it comes out from within. And from within, the fruit of the spirit being self-control would be the way that we can live our lives loving God. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. In Jeremiah. So, so all this to say that Jesus, his, his blood that was poured out for us for the forgiveness of sins. Sin was forever punished through Jesus on the cross. All our sins, past, present, and future, they're forgiven, they're washed away. He took it all. And punishment, wrath, and intimidation, they have all disappeared at this point. From God's out, God had that before, but now it's finished because of what Jesus did on the cross. So this new covenant now is based on forgiveness and on grace. It's no longer based on controlling external rules and laws. This is the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. That's what Jesus said in Matthew. Um, so that means that God is happy with me no matter what I do. He's taken everything. So now God's attitude towards my sin is not punishment. God's attitude towards me, towards my sin is, it's okay. Just trust me. We're going to get through this together. And we're going to turn this around. So, he's not mad at you, and do you believe this? Do we really believe this? So we live in this place of God loves me. Yeah, I know God loves me, but um, we still do certain things to gain his favor. So, for example, I wake up in the morning, I forgot to pray, the day doesn't end up end up really good at all. And so I'm just shooting on myself and saying, I should have prayed this morning. That's why my day is not going well. And I should have prayed for so-and-so. That's why they didn't get healed. There's all this bad stuff that's happening in my household because I haven't been praying and I haven't been right with God. I need to get right with God. How many of us live like that? We keep shooting on ourselves. And, and what I call this, that we live in this middle place between the old and new covenant. I call it the new old covenant. And that's what it looks like. It looks like we focus on obedience and compliance instead of freedom, instead of love. We, sin is still more powerful. And we live in failure and fear instead of living in love. 
And you're always afraid of making a mistake. We work so hard to eliminate those opportunities for mistakes. And, and the list keeps going. God is still the punisher. We're still the sinners. God has all the control. And I don't have any control. And what ends up happening is, if he's in control, then we want him to make all the decisions because we are afraid of making those decisions. So limiting our freedom with external controls creates smallness. And that's not what we were called to be. So the question is, did Jesus die in vain? If we live in this place between the old and new covenant, do we believe that Jesus really died on the cross? Do we, really, do we really believe that he took all the sins? Do we really believe that we've been forgiven? Or shall we continue to just work at it like we always do? I know I do. And it's hard. So, how can the good news of Christ be called good news? if we are still looking at God as a righteous judge who rewards the good and punishes the bad. And it's based on the same premise as the Old Testament. So what's the point of him dying? But that's where we don't understand his furious love. The furious love of God is that Jesus died on the cross so we didn't have to deal with all of this punishment and the fear that we carry in our lives every single day. This is the good news. The resurrection of Christ, the one that we celebrated last week. That is the good news. That is grace. The furious love of God is that he loves all of us, all sinners. He does not despise us. He does not hate us. He's not mad at you anymore. We read it in the New Testament. God demonstrated his own love for us in this. Now, while we were still sinners, he died for us. And yet again, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take to great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you. But you will rejoice. He will rejoice over you with singing. And my most favorite one, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. So why is this so hard for us to accept? Why do we resist grace, this furious love of God? I believe it's the way we were raised, the way we were raised with our parents, our former church, hopefully not this one, <laughs> and society that we live in, the environment that we live in. We continue to favor a God, a God of holiness, of punishment and justice. 
Folks, God loves us furiously so much that he took all the anger, he took all the wrath, and he took all the punishment and placed it on his son Jesus. And I want us to spend some time pondering into this. And I want to play this video for you today. Let's listen to the good news, to the freedom that we have been given. And then we'll do some talk back after the video. But just, just see what God is saying to you. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at circleofhope.net.